1: Good afternoon, this is the Daily Digest on The Bigger Picture. I'm Julia Jacobs, joined by Dashran Johan and Hesreel Ashraf. So today we are going to be talking about how students are feeling before they sit for major exams like the SBM, and we're going to talk about ways to help them cope. So it's been a really tough year for all of us, Um, but for students who are set to sit for exams like the SBM, the strain is becoming too much for many of them, and Mm. reports and even you know anecdotes have pointed to students feeling stressed, overwhelmed, anxious, and for some sadly even suicidal. So today we're going to speak to a student who is due to sit for her exams to find out how she's feeling and how she's coping. And later on, we'll discuss ways we can help students cope with all they're going through.
2: That's right. And if you have thoughts to share, you know, if you're about to take the SPM yourself or have children who are about to sit down for it, you know, send us your thoughts, tweet us at BFM radio or tweet out or WhatsApp us at 018-789-8899. Yes, that's right. So um, under the
3: MCO 2.0, only higher secondary school students sitting for exams were allowed to return to school tomorrow, which is the 20th of January, as per instructions by the Education Ministry. So the ministry following discussions with the Health Ministry and the National Security Council, MKN, decided that physical schooling sessions for students nationwide um, would only be for those sitting for their CJL Pelajaran Malaysia, which is SPM, CJL Vocational Malaysia uh, SVM, Sijil Kemahiran Malaysia SKM, Sijil Tinggi Persokolahan Malaysia STPM, uh, Sijil Tinggi Agama Malaysia STAM, Diploma Vocational Malaysia, which is DVM, as well as international examinations for the 2020 batch.
2: Yeah, that's right. And the 2020 batch of Form 5 students were also expected to sit down for their uh, SPM examinations as early as February this year, following postpon- postponements, right, due to the ongoing pandemic. Of course, schools were in required to hold trial exams when they reopened tomorrow, but the ministry has since changed their mind on that. They've said that schools no longer need to do this now. Uh, all the same, the impending the impending SPM exams have been stressing out the students. Uh, like you mentioned earlier, Juliet sitting for the major exams as they're afraid they'll neither have uh, enough time to revise or have you know face to face time with their teachers before taking these you know very very important tests, as we all know and of course, this will decide their entrance into their higher education institutions.
1: That's right. And in an article in the Star today, it was reported that students um, got in touch with the local daily to share their concerns. And some of those included those that, you know, you just mentioned just now has. Mm. Uh, And besides a lack of time to properly revise, uh, concerns were also raised for those students who are facing flood situations, you know, in their Mm, hometowns or who are just starting to recover from those flood, um, the, the effects of the flood. And, you know, how are they expected to sit for exams if They're, you know, just barely, you know, getting back to normal and just starting to build back their homes Mm. and lives following that horrible natural catastrophe.
3: Yeah. And the article in The Star also reported that some students are calling for the exams to be postponed and students have even launched a petition on Change.org calling for a deferment of the SPM 2020 examinations. But so far, the Education Ministry has yet to acknowledge and respond to this petition.
2: In the meantime, though, students like Nurul Rufaya Muhammad uh, Iqbal, a student activist and member of the NGO, Project 57, are set to sit for the SPM. And like many students, she too is feeling the pressure uh, about performing well in the national exams following, of course, the unprecedented year that we've all went through. You know, it's a lot to process. And Rufaya shared her thoughts in an Instagram post and was uh, overwhelmed to receive so much feedback from fellow students who also shared, uh, you know, their stress, uh their their anxieties and and their thoughts um on you know the suicidal thoughts and that they were feeling with these exams looming
1: yeah I mean really shocking to hear 17 year olds you know feeling suicidal about this and um, so we thought we'd check in with Nora Rifaya you know who is joining us on the line now to share her own personal experience and also you know what she hopes um, you know the authorities will do about the upcoming exam so welcome Rifaya thanks so much for joining us so you were supposed to sit for SPM last year but we all know what 2020 was like Um, you know before we talk about anything else how is it? like for you dealing with your imminent exam and losing out on all those very important in-school experiences?
4: To me, I think well last year was really hectic, it was really exhausting because um, I also been diagnosed with depression and anxiety. Mm-hmm. So that's why I think when, I mean, we started our lockdown um, in March, if I'm not mistaken, mm-hmm. then, you know. Everything is going online and the online classes start, you know, start running in our one- our mind and then all of us has a different time and at first, I was thought that online classes is very fun, it's very, oh wow, I can do whatever I want, my <laughs> teacher don't know. But then, it turns out like, wow, it's so boring because you don't even have your friend beside you, you can't even talk to anyone. If you really want to ask questions to your teacher, I think... I have this one feeling like I was so shy because you know in class, normally we can just raise our hand and then ask our teacher um you know what something else you know you no know, even sometimes I think I raise my hand not because of I really want to ask a teacher or because of my uh, most of i mean me and my friends we really like to catch out my teachers because of this pandemic happened, and then everything's changing, so. I was kinda confusing last year and I I will say that I did not even know what should I do in my life and Sky kind of, is growing really exhausted when it comes to June because my mom uh diagnosed with breast cancer. Then um end of the June I and mean, on twenty eighth of June my mom passed away because mm, so due sorry. to breast cancer. So that's why I was so exhausted. I was so I will say my at that time it was like my lowest uh, point of my life lah. And then I received an offer letter from uh, Project Fifty Seven. If you know about Project Fifty Seven, it's all about unity. You know, we focusing on underprivileged people or Aussie, and it's quite me. It suit me because I I like to go out and meet people. So I start to you know restart my life again. And I at first I was so you know. I don't want to do anything. I just want to sit at home and then I don't want to attend my online classes. I don't want to do anything because I think my my life is so... I can't see anything. I mean, It was all dark. But then I realised that until when, you know, you can do so much thing in your life. You can do this, you can do that. So just go out and have fun in it because there's a lot of people that need our help. There's a lot of people that really, you know, are waiting for us to... Meet them to you know to approach them to lend our hand to them. So, so yeah, I think last year not just me, I think all of I would say SPM candidates going through so so much lah. You know, can you imagine those who have finance problems? You know, those who have online classes and then there's also a you know house chores and then they only have one room in one house and then those who are underprivileged, those who comes from a poor family, they go through a lot.
3: Okay, um, Rafael, we know that everyone's education took such a hit last year, right? Um, how was it for you? I mean, when I think about it, any one of us who have sat for SPM know how stressful Form 5 can be, and that's without a uh, raging pandemic.
4: At first, when SPM being postponed for the first time, I was like, okay, you know what? We, we have so much time that we have more time to study and prepare for our exam. But then when SPM being postponed for the second and the third time, the courage is not there already. I mean, there's not even... I, I, I will say that I, I don't have any motivation to study because online classes is so tiring. And, you know, l- just listen to our teacher, baby. And just listen to, you know, I have a presentation to you, so you need to deal with it. So, I mean, it was so... It was so happy. And can you imagine that if we... If we already started an online classes, so make sure that everything is going to be online. You know, okay, we have online classes start in March. Then is it fair that we have to go to school next week? I mean, this week, just because of the, for the sake of the people, it's not fair. Because we already started the online classes and then make sure that everything is online. And if we really want to, you know, have the 100% of quality of education in online classes, then make sure everything's going to be online. You cannot just, okay, um, now online classes, then tomorrow you have to go to school and then have the PDP face-to-face. It's not fair. I mean, this thing that everyone should take note of, you know, not just our government, but everyone. I mean, everyone play a part of this. Everyone play a role in this, you know, not just a media, not just a reporters, not just a politician, but also our parents, but then also, you know, yeah, everyone. You know, we have to remember that Maybe SPM is not I mean SPM maybe to them. SPM is not everything, but to us SPM is everything.
2: Mm. Now Rafai, you wrote about uh, you wrote about what you're going through uh in an Instagram post sharing uh some of these fears, your anxieties that you've just mentioned, which you know I think is is brave of you. What sorts of responses did you get from that post?
4: I will say I received a lot of sadness, DM <laughs> You know, some of them are trying to kill themselves, you know, some and then some others are, you know, already overdosed their medicine because oh, they yeah. cannot take it anymore. And then there's also a student who are hoping that, you know, instead of keep postponing from here to there, and then instead of, you know, SPM, an SOP, and so on, why not we just do an alteration, you know, as... As I mentioned before in my article, um, IDCSE all over all level, even Aussie, Australian feminism also have been cancelled because of the one month of delay. So can you imagine because of one month, they cancel everything. But in our country, I would say a year. It's already been a year and we are still waiting for our SPM. It's not fair. I received one DM from a medical officer that she has suffered a lot last year and she already four months didn't meet her daughter and also her husband mm-hmm. due to COVID thing. She also mentioned that every day she discussed with other doctors as well regarding this issue, what happened when the SPM, you know, one of the SPM candidates protested positive and then because in one hall, we had two, 100 to 200 students, you know, how about and that have 400 candidates. What about, you know, Skolab Aswamatindi that has more than 400 candidates in one hall? So, can you imagine SPM candidates for this year, for 2020, is 400,445. So, this is not a small amount, this is a huge amount, this is a large amount. And if one of us has been affected, then it is not fair because we deserve a lot and we have our right to speak. But since the pandemic started last year, not even once our government listened to our voice. Not even once our government called us, oh, what is your opinion regarding this issue? Not even once our government asked us, oh, what do you really want for SPF? No, nothing. Our voice is just like, you know, you are still a child, so just keep your mouth shut. You know, follow the rules. You have to follow all the SOPs. Why can't we We defend on our rights. Why? None of the politicians met us personally. None. None of the politicians do that. Until I posted on my Instagram last last five days, you know, regarding these issues. And then only everyone... I mean, that was quite an eye-opening because I will say that there's a lot of medias that approach me. There's a lot of reporters and politicians as well. So... I'm really grateful for that because at least we can you know, create an awareness. But at the same time, please listen to our voice and help those who are in need. Don't just say, you know, borrow SPM or this is, this is a process. This is a process. This is a learning process. No, this is not a learning process. This is something that we should help them because mental health is not a joke. Mental health is important. Mental health is human right. But then why can't you just help us? Because we need your help.
1: And you know if I you, um you know, as has said, you know you're very brave to share everything that you're going through, but you know you shared it because you wanted um people to listen and you wanted some action from the authorities. So what exactly are you hoping for, especially from the authorities?
4: I really, really hope that instead we keep postponing the enzyme, we can do an alteration like what the other countries do as well, such as you know a level o level and i c a has been cancelled, so they changed into the teacher assessment test, where they assess the student by by their results from the first year of high school until the last year of high school, by one year before I mean before the COVID happened. So they assess the students by that, you know, using the teacher assessment test and so on. And those who doesn't satisfied with their teacher assessment test, they can ask the teacher to do a coursework. And also, what happened in Australia, what they did is. They have two options. The first one is those who does not satisfy with their trial result, and they can seek for real exam. But those who, I mean, satisfy with their trial result, they can just use their trial result to so, you know, to apply for their YIM. So, I mean, they, they settle everything already.
3: All right, Rifaya. before we let you go, do you have a final message you'd like to leave us with?
4: Well, I really hope that. Everyone should be together. Everyone should always give support, use their social media into good things. If I can share with all of you guys, last month there was a statement that those who have signed a petition that been made by the SPM candidates who really wanted to end the operation instead of cancellation, instead of keep postponing, is those who are really weak. Because of why? Because of the don't want to handle with their stress because of they want to just run from their problems. But oh to me, you are not the one who's going to sit for the SPM. You are the one who teach us. So make sure that you teach us how to survive in our life, not to teach us how to be selfish to our lives. We deserve better. We deserve quality of education in our life. So the reason why um, I think, you know, that the there's a few of s p m candidates started a petition yes. regarding of they need and alteration instead of correction, and I think it's almost forty thousands of s p m candidates that signed the petition, and what makes my heart really breaking is when i read uh, when I go through all the comments, oh wow. <laughs> There's yeah, so, a, you know, there's a parents. Uh, I, I went to Pahang and Johor before because of Nisi Bantuan Banjir. And I met five flood beat teams, you know, SPM candidates flood beat teams. And all of them say the same thing that they are not ready for SPM. And one of them said to me, Macam mana kami nak hidup dengan rumah yang tak ada apa-apa, naik air, nak mandi pun kena pergi pusat tumbangan, tapi kami kena get ready untuk SPM. So when you come, not survive, you mm-hmm. there's So I was like, uh, I just said, you know what, you can just have my number. You can call me whenever you want and the child bells best. And we won't let you behind. And for timing, just focus on your house. You know, make sure everything is okay. Make sure that your parents, you know, in a good condition as well. Make sure you have a. You make sure your mental health is. Prepared for your next day. Don't think about SPM yet, just focus on your mental. I mean most of them even cried to me. Even they said that please help us. I we don't want to go to school. You know, they still need the time to <laughs> to arrange everything. I mean there's nothing. Everything's mud. And there's a few of them. Their books also has been go away by the foot. How they are they supposed to study? So how they are supposed to survive with their lives? So I just hold my tears because of this is so sad. This is so heartbreaking. I hold my tears every day, knowing that the flood victims are struggling and suffering each day, every day. So, yeah.
2: Well, Rufia, thanks so much for... Um, you know, sharing your thoughts and speaking up, we wish you and your peers the very best. That was Nurul Rufayya Muhammad Iqbal, a student who set to sit for her SPM examinations, sharing how she and many others like her are feeling stressed and and very anxious about sitting for the upcoming SPM exams.
1: Yeah, I guess, gosh, I mean, that was really yeah, hard. I was I mean, just
2: oh. trying to yeah. just, you know, hold and put it together. Yeah. You know, yeah. and, I mean, and we,
1: all, we all remember what SPM was like, yes. and that was in the best of times, I suppose. <laughs> you know, anything is best of times compared to Last year, Um, these poor kids, you know, these poor 17 year olds who are now supposed to be, you know, you know, enjoying life, actually, but everything is just like the whole, the whole pattern has been mixed up. Right. Because I think from the moment we start secondary school, we know like, okay, this is where, you know, secondary school ends, SPM. And then I start this new phase of my life and they don't even know when that's going to happen. And gosh, missing out that that school.
3: You know, we we've heard a lot. You know, it's about how the you know certain things have been inconsistent, and one of it has been the education sector mm. over mm. the past year. You know, it's been like stop, start, things have been postponed, online classes yeah. one week and then not on like you know back to school another week and things like that. Mm. There's a lot of these things, and you know, it also affects us as adults, right? And but as uh, even as adults, we feel so stressed by the constantly changing SOPs and things like like that, right? So you can imagine like seven. 17-year-olds who are going to sit for the SPM. And for them, that is the biggest thing, the most stressful thing. You know, we were talking about it off a little bit, right, Juliet? And you said, like, you know... now when we look back at SPM, maybe we can laugh, laugh about it, yeah, you so know. That, right, it wasn't that big deal, yeah, but actually... But, mm, yeah, yeah, in the moment, you know, it's probably like the, the most stressful thing mm-hmm. for them anyway, even without the pandemic, even without the inconsistency.
2: Yeah, which which is why I think that, that um, you know, I hope schools really... Uh, take this mental health you know approach seriously and and make sure that there's you know permanent i think mechanisms and infrastructures to help these students even after the pandemic because obviously these stresses are, are still going to stick around maybe not on the scale of this of this pandemic after it's over but um you know definitely in the long run right because it's so much i mean it's so so brave for her uh, you know, to to actually for if I to go to take to social media and share her feelings, I'm just wondering how many students, you know, are unable to to summon that courage and, and, and perhaps not have that safe space to share. Right. And yeah. and and cope with it in their own ways.
1: And I think that's why so many people reached out to her, because finally, you know, somebody was, you know, saying all the things that were, you know, just running around in their heads, yeah, right? Finally, yeah. somebody gave it a language. And so, so, you know, she was showing me, um, I mean, she, she has shown, you know, how many messages she got, you know, so many mm. people reaching out. They're all so stressed and really, really worried. So, hopefully, um, you know, the authorities will listen to them and, like you said, has take their mental health yeah. a Yeah, bit you more know, allocate seriously. more resources yeah. to the issue. Yeah. That's yeah. for sure. Yeah. Uh, we have to take a quick break, but we'll come back and chat, chat with Dr. Arman Rashid, who is the Director of Research and Advocacy at Souls Health. And he's going to help, you know, I mean, we heard from Refaya, of course, and all the struggles that they're going through. So we're going to speak to Dr. Arman about how we can help these students cope better, you know, as the community at large. Mm. So that's going to come after this quick break. You're tuned to The Daily Digest on The Bigger Picture, BFF. FM 89.9. Welcome back to the Daily Digest on The Bigger Picture. I'm Juliet Jacobs, joined by Dashan Johan and Hezrul Ashraf. So we're discussing how SPM students are really feeling overwhelmed about having to sit for this major exam um, in the midst of a pandemic. You know, we're having the highest numbers of cases uh, in Malaysia, you know, um, all in four digits. And of course, you know, this is following a really stressful year of online classes or disrupted learning. I mean, we're not even thinking about the rural, uh, those living in rural areas mm. who might not have had any access to right. any education yep. whatsoever. So we heard from Nuru Rifaya Muhammad Iqbal, who is a student activist, and she shared how she and many other 17-year-olds like her are just you know, simply overwhelmed by everything mm. that they're facing.
2: Yep. And now that we want to hear from a mental health professional about how we can help students cope with all that they're going through and more, right, and what we can do to ease their burdens. Jo- so joining us on the line is Dr. Arman Rashid, Director of Research and Advocacy at Souls Health. Souls Health is a community-based mental health centre that connects children, adults, families and communities to accessible and affordable mental health services with an emphasis on combating the stigma of, of mental health in Malaysia, uh, welcome, Dr. Arman, to the show. Thanks for joining us today, uh, Dr. Arman. So earlier we spoke to a seven, seventeen-year-old student, Nurul uh, Rafaya, who shared how many, uh, you know, peers her age are feeling stressed, depressed, fearful, and even suicidal about having to sit for SPM this year following the whole mess that was 2020, and it's really heartbreaking to hear how anxious and stressed they are. Uh, what would your advice be to these students who are feeling so scared and overwhelmed?
1: Look,
0: COVID-19 has changed the world and how we function in society. All of us, and particularly students, at their schools, families, recreation, studying from home, remote learning, physical distancing, postponement of exams, It may all be inevitable during the lockdown, but it also comes as significant mental health stressors for Nurul and her peers, and we just simply can't afford to ignore that as a society. Um, And this is where we need to remember, right, that uh, the school system plays an important support system for students like her, and that has been totally disrupted uh, during this lockdown. Um, so, SPM exams cause mental pressure even in normal times, it is an important exam that affects your career, uh, your education, and even more so during this uncertainty with the postponement, are you well prepared for that, and let's not also forget they're feeling isolated and detached at this point from their support systems, right? from uh, their peers, teachers, friends, and the e-learning difficulties are there. So. Um, The question here really is that what Noural and her peers can do in this situation. What could be the mental health self-defense strategies, right? Um, Let's acknowledge something here. Some degree of anxiety is inevitable. The question is, how do we handle that stress better in these uncertain times? Um, First, I would say emotional check-in. I think that's really important. Uh, Acknowledge your discomforting feelings to regulate it better please tune into your body and mind. Um, sometimes we want to keep it under the carpet, but we need to face our anxiety to see what we can do about it. How can we mitigate it? What kind of support we can get? We really, in, in, you know, to put it simply, we need to understand our stress better. And that's why regular emotional check-in is important. So that's number one. Um, So second is also maintaining social interactions and social relations. Uh, Remember, of course, we are isolated physically, but this is not really social distancing. We can still remain connected to our friends, family, members, peers online. Um, When you're at home, spend more time with your family members. Speak to them. Instead of bottling up what you're going through, the stress and anxiety that Noodle and her friends are going, uh, find a trusted adult. Speak to them. because. In a way, they are also going through a similar situation, maybe in a different context, right? So, and we need this sense of togetherness more than ever to support each other during this crisis. And third, you know, I would say in a more practical way um, for students like Nudul, and in fact for all of us, right? Maintaining a better, healthy lifestyle. And this involves for students like her, really a regular study life routine with self care. Um, we all know it's difficult to study from home because you often don't know when to log on or log off. So it's important to maintain, really, Juliet, a daily routine for waking up, uh, study breaks. Maybe organize yourself with a to-do list. Uh, and But importantly, you should remember, schedule breaks for yourself. Don't, I mean, for you to be productive, you have to also give yourself breaks. We're human at the end of the day. Um, for example, international study has shown, right, Uh that 52 minutes of work and 17 minutes of break actually is really effective. But that you have to find out for yourself what works for you. So these are some of the things that you could do, right? Of course, in addition to uh, improving your lifestyle, eating healthy, exercising more, sleeping to recharge yourself, all this is really important, particularly if you have an exam like SPM coming up and there's already anxiety, there's study pressure, things that if you get done. You have to be disciplined here. Um, and finally, I would say, right, Juliet, uh, is the need for compassion for both yourself and others. Uh, avoid judging yourself or being too harsh on yourself. Um, set realistic goals and expectations of yourself in a daily life, your study plans. And you know what? Allow change and flexibility. You have to tell yourself that you're doing your best in this difficult time, right? And we we try our best and work around it. And finally, you mentioned about suicide, right? And this is, of course, something really concerning, even if you look at the... National Health and Morbidity Study. Right, uh, students as young as Form One students. In fact, of course, I mean, the, the risk is also there for SPM students. But even as early as Form One, uh, some of them are suicidal because of academic pressure, because of peer relationships, and other other things that affect them. So it's really important for us to um, improve our mental health literacy, break the stigma around mental health, and seek professional help if needed. So for Nool and her friends, right. If you're struggling or you know someone who's struggling amongst your peers, please encourage them to seek help. It's okay not to feel okay in this time. And we are all in this together to see how we can support each other.
3: All right. Um, students aside, what can we, you know, as, as their families and the community around them, what else can we do to assist them and help them through this crisis?
0: This is a great question because, you know, at the end of the day, when we to work with students and particularly young people, children and adolescents, right, we have to take a whole-of-society approach, even for 17-year-olds like neuro right? The fact is, uh, we have to work with other stakeholders like families and teachers to improve the mental health of students. And this is what at Souls Health Try Well, we do. We have been working with families in the community mental health programs that we have for a long time. The community has to come together to see how we can manage the disruptions and support the students in their learning and overall well-being. And when I say society has come together, I mean, for an example an example I'd like to share is Teach for Malaysia has launched recently a Safe SPM 2020 campaign for volunteers to sign up from the community as a tutor to support students who are preparing for SPM. So we all have to do our bit. And let's all remember, right, at Soul Health, Well and uh, our community groups we work with, the important thing that we can never forget is we can help, we have to help students because they are the future of our nation.
1: That's right. And I guess, Dr. Aman, is there any um, last message that you'd like to leave us with?
0: I think the final thing I'd like to say, right, is that it's an unprecedented crisis we are going through. We have not seen a crisis like this in our generation or even you know, in the recent and not last maybe since World War II. So the most important thing really is kindness, compassion and empathy. And being disciplined. Those are the things that we can do, right? We can't control the pandemic, but we can definitely control our, how we deal with it. And that's where there is a chance for us really to maybe reflect on how we learn, how we uh, interact with each other. And most importantly, right, um, for society to think, how we how can we be more supportive to uh, the younger people around us, students, uh, adolescents, Um children, how can we be much more supportive to them? And this is where families, teachers, mental health practitioners, policy makers, the media organization like BFM, we all have to come together to raise awareness and acknowledge the emotional needs of students and young people. We often focus a lot on the physical needs, right? About food, clothing, shelter, but the emotional needs are just as important. Even in normal times, it, like I said, PM is a, is a stressful time, even now, even in any other ordinary times, right? But even more during this crisis. So we have to come together for our families, and those who are near us, and also for society as a whole.
1: Yeah, definitely. And I guess you know the bottom line is just don't be afraid to ask for help, and um, you know don't forget that we're not alone in this.
0: Absolutely, we're not uh, in this alone. Um, even in normal times, right? It's okay not to feel okay. We live in stressful lives. The world has things uh, that happen that's beyond our control. And in this crisis, even more so, everything has been disrupted. We don't know about uh, travel plans. Uh, we don't know about whether we can even, uh, What will? Ha- how long will this lockdown continue? Uh, governments are doing their best. Uh, uh, civil society organizations have done a lot. I think in Malaysia, we have really seen a lot of uh, compassionate uh, civil society initiatives right to help each other this is also important Julie, in a way right because when there's a crisis going on in a way what keeps us going is finding meaning and purpose right it- what we do um, in trying to help others, in trying to uh, look at the future to see how we can make a difference. And this is where, um, you know, of course, now the focus is on the exams and uh, dealing with the exams for Nurul and her peers. But uh, moving beyond that, right, given that the pandemic is likely to continue for some time, really after the SPM exams, uh, what will keep uh, keep them going and sustain their mental health is finding activities that uh, can keep them going, something that makes them Feel that there's meaning, and this is where we have to think out of the box. Maybe um, see how we can help uh, society get involved. Maybe volunteer in some online uh, online uh, um, uh, groups. Uh, maybe just learning something new. And I think this is where we really have to see how we function in society. And maybe there is a opportunity here to transform really crisis to. Uh, better way of uh, leading life and in a in a more meaningful way. And good luck to Nurul and all her peers for the exams. And uh, we are here from Soul Trywell, Well and also organizations like Teach for Malaysia to see how we can uh, support you and help you. So the community is there with you.
3: Thank you so much for joining us today Dr. Arman. That was Dr. Arman Rashid, Director of Research and Advocacy at Souls Health, which is a community-based mental health center that connects children, adults, families and communities to accessible and affordable mental health services with an emphasis on combating the stigma of mental health in Malaysia. So if you'd like to find out more you just head to soulshealth.org that is s o l s health.org.
1: Yes, and I think combating the stigma of mental health is really, really uh, quite quite important here, mm, right? Yeah. You know, um, a lot of the 17-year-olds, uh, you know, like uh, Rifaya shared, they just told, like, you know, just get over it. <laughs> it's, mm. You know, you're 17, mm. you don't know. Uh, you know, get over it. But no, I mean, children are fe- feeling suicidal here. We really need to address this. Yeah,
2: and, and I like how Dr. Arman brought up that you know even though we can't uh, change the fact that the pandemic happened we can change our attitudes to you know how we react with uh, to it and i think as uh, members of our community as as family members as adults i think we should you know take a proactive approach and change our attitude about how you know we we approach mental health and to to Really take take the time to be there for for um, you know these students and people and, and young children. Yeah, not to brush it aside. Mm. I think that's the most important thing.
3: Yeah, and I and I like how you know this this ties back nicely into what we said earlier about how. You know, like now as adults, we look back that may seem like small problems, right? Mm. But in the moment, we don't know, so we we cannot shrug it off as yeah. adults just from our perspective and mm. say that oh things are all right. <laughs> yeah. You know, even seventeen-year-olds, you know, in the moment, that's very important yeah. to them. So the stresses are very, very like serious mm. to them. So like, sure. I like what Doctor Arman mm. said. You know, at the end of the day, it's okay not to be okay. You know, you can just mm. talk about it, and we all should take it seriously. Mm.
1: Yeah, and clearly the seventeen-year-olds, those sitting for SPM, are reaching out. They they do mm-hmm. want mm-hmm. to be helped. So yep. you know. Hopefully, hopefully they are yeah. taken seriously and you know some you know this matter is looked into yeah. um, before SPM uh, takes place but you know uh, if you have any thoughts about this you know you can always share that with us tweet us at bfM radio or send us a whatsapp message at 018-789-8899. you can also send us the team the bigger picture team a message on Facebook just search for BfM the bigger picture and you can drop us a message there I'm afraid though that's all the time we have for today's show but if you miss any part of it download the podcast at bfm.my daily digest you can find it on the bfm app on spotify on apple Podcasts, or google Podcasts, or anywhere that you get your podcasts from and um yeah just just download the podcast there coming up at 3 p.m though uh, dash and Hezrael are going to be sticking around and they are going to talk politics <laughs> they'll be speaking with political scientist mustafa Izuddin on how the emergency might reshape our political landscape so stay tuned for that but this has been the daily digest on the bigger picture bfm 89.9